Welcome to First Do No Harm with Massachusetts Citizens for Life board member and physician, Dr. Mark Rollo. This broadcast will focus on medical ethics from a Catholic perspective and address abortion, physician-assisted suicide, contraception, natural family planning, IVF, healthcare proxy, and other topics. Please be advised that this show may not be appropriate for children under 13. Hello and welcome back to First Do No Harm, a show about medical ethics from a Catholic perspective. I'm Dr. Mark Rollo. Last time in part two of my interview with Massachusetts Family Institute President Andrew Beckwith, we discussed the blessing of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. However, we also discussed the fact that just as millions of innocent human beings will be saved from the slaughter of abortion, millions more will still be considered legally disposable and an impediment to so-called reproductive rights. That is because while many pro-life states will ban or severely limit the atrocity of abortion, it will continue unabated in states like California, New York, and Massachusetts, who will continue to use the Orwellian term, reproductive rights, to justify the hedonistic destruction of innocent human life. In many ways, our work in Massachusetts has become even more difficult. The rage brought forth by the culture of death has targeted many, including volunteer organizations that seek to help women with problem pregnancies. Pregnancy resource centers are under attack in Massachusetts and across the country. I discussed this last time in part one of my interview with Kelly Wilcox, the director of Clearway Clinics of Worcester and Springfield. These are two of the roughly 30 pregnancy resource centers across the Commonwealth. These facilities exist to help women with problem pregnancies at no cost. Yet, they were recently vandalized on the heels of the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Adding insult to injury, the Worcester City Council and other governmental entities are not protecting these good-hearted volunteer agencies. No, they are piling on in an attempt to shut them down. This underscores the hypocrisy that, despite the assertion that abortion clinics purport to help women, their supporters are making attempts to destroy agencies that truly exist in a financially free and altruistic way to help women and their babies. I. There's the rub. Babies. Today I will play part two of my recent interview with Kelly Wilcox, director of the Clearway Clinics of Worcester and Springfield. She will reflect more upon her work and that of many selfless volunteers who seek to bring God's saving grace into the lives of many. Before we continue, let us pray. For as stated by the U.S. Catholic bishops, only with prayer, prayer that storms the heavens for justice and mercy, prayer that cleanses our hearts and souls, 
Will the culture of death that surrounds us today be replaced with a culture of life? Psalm 68 verses 20 and 21 reads this way. Blessed be the Lord day by day. God, our salvation, who carries us. Our God is a God who saves. Escape from death is the Lord God's. O God, help your people escape from death, and especially the death of conscience and the death of our souls. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before going to part two of my conversation with Kelly Wilcox, let us reflect a moment on the victory for the Constitution and for God's people. Here are a few inspirational excerpts from the summary statement of the Supreme Court of the United States, Dobbs' decision, authored by Justice Samuel Alito. The Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. The court considers whether a right to obtain an abortion is part of a broader entrenched right that is supported by other precedents. The court concludes that the right to obtain an abortion cannot be justified as a component of such a right. Attempts to justify abortion through appeals to a broader right to autonomy and to define one's concept of existence prove too much. What sharply distinguishes the abortion right from the rights recognized in the cases on which Roe and Casey rely is something that both those decisions acknowledged. Abortion is different because it destroys what Roe termed potential life and what the law challenged in this case calls an unborn human being. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. The court overrules those decisions and returns that authority to the people and their elected representatives. And now here is part two of my conversation with Kelly Wilcox, director of the Clearway Clinic Pregnancy Resource Center. The Planned Parenthoods of the, of the world and uh, the, the pro-choice politicians say that they want to help women, that they are there for a reproductive choice or they want to help women. And so it kind of begs the question, well, you know, we're here to help women too at pregnancy resource centers. And it, so it's a, it's a little bit perplexing to see how much of a rage people go into. I mean, I have this uh, image of uh, Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren, for instance. You see stories about how she is uh, in a rage with her neck veins bulging and, and just really incensed 
that pregnancy resource centers are allowed to function? What, what, what do you think uh, motivates these people to have such vitriol against the Clearway Clinic and other uh, pregnancy resource centers? Well, I actually have great compassion for someone like Senator Warren uh, because she has received lobbyists and, and money from lobbyists from the extreme abortion industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we haven't been in there explaining who we are and what we do, and she's saying things that are just categorically false yes. and demonstrably. So I have great compassion for her because she has adopted lied. She actually thinks she's defending people when, yeah. when in fact, She's taking away a, a very valuable resource. I mean, one of the things I said at the Worcester City Council is we help a lot of women who are experiencing reproductive coercion. Yes, right. They want to have a baby, but someone in their life is really pushing them to have an abortion. And we may be the only ones standing up with her and mm-hmm. helping her. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, more than 20% of our clients have already had an abortion. And a pregnancy brings up all of that emotional trauma again right. for them. And a lot of times they're like, well, I, I just, they're so self-condemning that they're going to have another abortion because mm-hmm. they already had one. And we're just uniquely positioned to help them. Yes. And so I just think Senator Warren needs to understand who we're serving. Yeah. Not every woman who finds out she's pregnant rushes to an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. They understand it's a very important decision. They don't go to an OB, they don't go to an adoption agency, and they don't go to an abortion clinic. They want to get information yes. about making a good decision. Yep. So we have a unique position in the mm-hmm. community. She needs to be educated about who we are and what mm-hmm. we do. Well, you're a much more compassionate person than I am. So, but uh, to well, have that, Jesus said they know us by our love, right? Yes, and, and and it's gentleness and kindness and love that's going to win people. You know, we yeah. we're not going to agree on abortion. They have deeply held beliefs that abortion is good for women. We have deeply held beliefs in the sanctity of life and that abortion harms men and women, mm-hmm. and that we are to uh, love our neighbor, and that's what loving your neighbor is, is stepping in and saying, hey, this is going to hurt you. We want you to be aware of all the risks you have by yeah. going this direction. We're not going to agree on that. She is firmly believes in abortion, but we can get to the point where we understand we're all health trying to help women. Right. Well, that's why I think I think it's great that you, um, you and others like uh, Massachusetts Citizens for Life and MFI, have joined together and have actually reached out to people like uh, Senator Warren and uh, Attorney General uh, Mara Healy to invite them to come and and uh, see what you do. Yes, and uh, I hope that I'll just say it again: any local or state representative that would like to come meet our team, tour our facilities, look at our policies, and see how we serve the community, they will understand what a great resource we are for the the women and children of Massachusetts. Well, can can you spend a little bit of time just kind of running through the list of all the things you do provide? And and this is just Clearway Clinic, which is... uh, 
which is two of, I understand, something like 30 uh, similar facilities throughout the uh, state. But uh, tell us what Clearway in, in uh, Worcester and Springfield actually uh, do day to day. Um, so we operate two uh, state-licensed medical clinics, and we have four doctors that uh, volunteer with us. Mm-hmm. And we have a team of six uh, nurse specialists that have been trained in limited obstetrical ultrasound. And we also have patient advocates um, that really are there to help her for, with resources um, and, and whatever might help her to, to make a life-affirming decision. So the nurse is going to do medical intake. They might do an STD test. They'll do a pregnancy test, and then they'll do an ultrasound uh, for her. Mm-hmm. And then our doctors are, of course, the ones that diagnose the pregnancy. They may reach out to the patient if the patient has questions. And they will invite also her family to come with her because mm-hmm. it's such an important decision. You don't want her isolated, but we want her to have community right. in this decision. So we that's the medical diagnosis part that we provide. Mm-hmm. We also do abortion pill reversal. Mm. So you're, um, and that's just been unbelievable. Um, it, it's really sad how a woman can leave an abortion clinic and within an hour or two is, um, you know, distraught that she took those pills. Yes. And that's what happens. They leave, they're trying to throw them up. Yes. And they will start Googling and find us. Mm-hmm. And they will come to us uh, for basically... Uh, progesterone hormone therapy, mm-hmm. which reverses the initial drugs that the abortionist gave them. Just the first drug, the second one is too late, right. we know. But then they'll stay with us. They'll be uh, talking with one of our physicians and also with our nursing team. They'll do a series of ultrasounds uh, while the progesterone treatment is being administered by our physician. Mm-hmm. And we'll stay with them through that uh, season. It, it's a, it's not just a medical procedure. The woman is in a very traumatic state. Yes. Because she started an abortion. She's now changed her mind. Mm-hmm. And that can take a week or two before she knows if the pregnancy will continue right. or not. So it's just a really unbelievable yes. um, privilege to serve women at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could just interject, I can... I can speak to that uh, personally because when I was practicing uh, before I retired uh, I was involved with the abortion pill reversal and one one in particular I remember I was called by the hotline uh, nurse who asked me if I would contact this uh, woman uh, in in the Worcester area who had taken the first dose the RU486 the mifepristone abortion pill and had regrets uh, regrets and so I I uh, called her, and I wasn't. Con- I know she was near your clinic, so I contacted your clinic, and uh, Clearway took her right in and did the ultrasound and the pregnancy test, and the uh, and I uh, was able to start her on uh, progesterone. And she and I talked to her afterwards, and um, it was just unbelievable the impact that had on on this particular woman. She said that she left the clinic; she hadn't been to church in a long time. On the way home, she was passing a church, and she just went in, got on her knees, and kind of poured her heart out in, in prayer, just so thankful that 
that uh, you were there and you were able to help her uh, save her pregnancy. It's such a privilege, and it really is emergency care. It doesn't matter when the call comes. We've got to get them help right away. You know, there's a very small window that we can reach them and and reverse what the abortion pill has begun. Um, But the results are unbelievable. It's about 64%. Yes. According to APLOG, the um, Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs. Right. And I'm very thankful we're an affiliate of... um, APLOG as well, because Mm. they are encouraging all their physicians to provide this service. Mm -hmm. Yes, Dr. George Delgado, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing uh, him, who was one of the founders of uh, Abortion Pill Reversal, and his his statistics are excellent. I mean, he, he shows that if you take the mifepristone and don't do anything else, Sometimes the baby will survive on its own, but it's only about 20 or 25%. But he has shown that with progesterone, you can, as you say, it can uh, get that number up to 64%. So we know it's very effective, and we want to get that word out as well as the word of all the good work that all the uh, pregnancy resource centers do across the state. I would say the the last really... Um critical program that we provide uh, is post-abortion care. Right. And we have done that for over 20 years. We do weekend retreats. We do 11-week groups. We do Mm. individual meetings. And this is not medical care. This Mm -hmm. is people helping people, similar to, you know, like a 12-step program, right? Mm -hmm. We use a set program. It's based on biblical scripture, And we take people through, they self-diagnose how abortion affected them, and we work through a study that goes through anger and grief and shame and the different things that they say the abortion caused in their life. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're so confident in what we do, because we just see so many people healed from that. Yes, Um, and and, uh, this is not to mention all the... uh material support you give to them. What are some of the some of those things that you provide for women? Oh, well, probably the most is car seats, mm-hmm. strollers, pack and plays, um, and then tons of diapers and baby clothes. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but we always wrap them as a gift because mm-hmm. we don't want people to feel like it's a handout. Yep. You know, it's we wrap it as a gift and we give it to them, and we also give them a picture of their ultrasound, unless they refuse. We're, you know, we don't do that. Yeah. But um, as a gift, you know, because mm-hmm. you you frame pictures of people, right? And, yes. And so that's important to us. Yeah. But we love giving baby baby goods, and sometimes we'll have churches, we'll have baby showers for clients mm-hmm. if there's extreme need. But yeah, that's great joy yeah. when the moms come to bring their babies back. We like to give them just a gift for yes. bringing their baby yeah. to say hi to us, and it's yeah. great joy. Yeah, it must be very gratifying. And, and I know the the ultrasound is is so powerful that um, I think studies show that if women are able to see their ultrasound, that's something like eighty to ninety percent choose not to have an abortion. So that procedure is is uh, very important. Absolutely, and I would encourage women to, before they make that decision, have that ultrasound. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and really understand mm. what kind of a decision you're making. Mm. So now, how are you uh, recovering at the clinic? Uh, how much vandalism took place, and uh, how have you been able to uh, take care of that? Well, we had our doors and windows smashed, a whole mm. face of our building, and then we had the James Revenge, and we're, of course, like everybody else, waiting on glass. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. Uh, waiting to be repaired. We've had... We know uh, we had some volunteer security people at night that thwarted one previous attack on mm. June 24th. Oh. Um, his dash cam caught him, and, uh, but this time we didn't have anyone outside, so mm. we've actually brought on security and brought on more cameras. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're, you know, they're, they're completely masked. Uh, we have yeah. lots of video footage, but um, they're completely oh. covered. Yeah, I wasn't aware that you had something else happen uh, on the 24th of June, you said? Yeah, yeah. We had a volunteer security person outside our Worcester clinic, and yeah. he got dash cam footage of somebody on a bike, which they're generally on a bike, gloves, hats, masks, mm-hmm. um, glasses, completely in black. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on bikes because they know, you know, the city cameras can pick up their license plates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you weren't able, uh, that person wasn't apprehended, I take it? That person saw our security volunteer and fled on Uh, bike. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And then the night we actually were vandalized, we didn't have anyone Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, um, I I wanted to emphasize that despite the um, critics saying that it's... it's, uh, false advertising and we're being and the clinics are being deceptive i went to your website and you specifically say that you don't perform abortions so what they're saying about clinics is baseless well when i went to the both city council meetings i gave them copies of all of our ads Mm -hmm. um, that we run with google that are very explicit that say exactly what we do as a matter of fact google has a national policy that when you're a pregnancy resource center, they stamp right on your ad, does not perform abortions, yeah. which we're perfectly happy about because mm-hmm. people can get into and call us and think we're in an abortion clinic. And so we have, not only in our advertising, mm-hmm. but we have to tell them on the phone that we do not perform abortions. And then we have an authorization of services like you have at any doctor's office that yeah. clearly says we do not perform. So we have we want to tell them verbally and we want to tell them in writing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to rely on them to read a disclaimer, right? Right. So we're very in you know last year we had over 100 calls that we were not able to book because we explicitly say we do not provide abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our role is to explain what we do provide, that's right. what marketing is. Marketing right. doesn't run around and market what you don't do. Right. Marketing goes around and explains what you do do exactly. so that it can make sense to someone that needs your service. Exactly. And it does uh, nobody any good to uh, be deceptive because as soon as uh, any kind of consumer sees that, they're they're out of there. Well, and not only that, I mean, you know, we all know Proverbs six seventeen: God detests lying. Mm-hmm. And so, as you know, and I really think that's part of this campaign is to divide Christians because if Christians believe we're being deceptive and God detests lying, then they'll pull back from this urgent, necessary work. Right. You know? Right. 
And people say all the time, well, Kelly, when I Google abortion, you come up. Why is that? You know, Clearway comes up. I said, well, because we provide post-abortion care, Mm -hmm. we provide abortion pill reversal, Mm -hmm. and we provide a medical diagnosis for someone about their pregnancy before they go for an abortion. So, of course, we come up. Yeah. Um, we have services, even though we do not perform or refer for abortions, mm-hmm. that are adjacent to that, um, that we want to serve our community with. So, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there is no deception. Yeah. And deception is not allowed as a follower of Christ. Yes. Well, I, um, I thank you so much for everything you're doing, and also thank you for joining me today. And just want to reiterate that anybody listening is uh, whether they're for us or against us are are welcome to uh, come see what agencies like yours actually do. Yes, excellent. Yes, and we'll go about educating and advocating Mm -hmm. for the work of pregnancy centers. So thank you so much, Dr. Rolla, for having me today. Yeah, and and just just, um, if uh, if there's anything else you wanted to uh, mention and also mention uh, how people can find more about uh, Clearway Clinic. Well, um, you could call us at the clinic to schedule a tour. We'd love to have you. Um, we have Clearway Clinic, which is our general patient website. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Clearway Friends, a um, little bit more about who we are. And that's uh, clearwayclinic.com, is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, great. Once again, thanks so much for joining me, and uh, hopefully we can um, find our way in this uh, very difficult state. Yeah. Just keep serving, keep loving, and we'll be all fine. Thank you. This concludes part two of my conversation with Kelly Wilcox, director of Clearway Clinics of Worcester and Springfield. Tune in next time when I will return to another portion of my recent interview with Andrew Beckwith, president of Massachusetts Family Institute. At that time, we will transition from the discussion of abortion and the recent demise of Roe v. Wade to the current status of physician-assisted suicide in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. The culture of death continues to attack life at both ends of life's spectrum. The people of life, with the help of Almighty God, have once again thwarted the death merchants with respect to physician-assisted suicide for another year. However, the threat remains, and we must continue to be vigilant. Until next time, remember, we should always treat life with care and respect And at the very least, we should first do no harm. First do no harm with Dr. Mark Rollo is produced at WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Richburg. We are very happy to share it with other networks. Thank you for tuning in to First Do No Harm. Dr. Rollo welcomes your questions and comments. You may contact him at markrollo978 at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K-R-O-L-L-O 978 at gmail.com. 
Thank you, and until next week, remember, first, do no harm.